In order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers, and we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you'll actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com bonfire and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way, we can bring on advertisers you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash B-O-N-F-I-R-E. Thanks for your help. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hi, I'm Dan Soder. And I'm Big J Okerson. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Crackle Crackle Campers is Black Lou, and welcome to The Bonfire's Best of the Week. On Monday's show, the boys were live for the very first time since the pandemic, and Jay and Dan recounted some of their worst strip club memories. Show and tell is real. It's um, BYOB last time I checked. Oh my god, dude! Any but strip club that allows you to bring your own booze is a I think they get problem. Full, they get full naked, but it, I think it might be the puss one with with booze. Full naked is usually th- not how that goes. I think it might be the one where the girl told me that they uh, they suck your dick over for a hundred bucks, and then took a hundred bucks, and then just talked me through jerking off, and never did anything. <laughs> just sat there and talked me through jerking off, and and I was like, I thought the whole thing was you were gonna suck my dick, and she was like. Yeah, we just tell you that to get you to come. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> DJ Lou laughing at that is hilarious. He's like, ah, I've been there. <laughs> How old were you when this happened? No, oh, 19, 20. And so you go in, you go into show and tell. Uh-huh. Walk us through this, Jason. Walk us through this very I don't have memory. a very long memory. We went in there very quickly. Okay. And they were like, yo, the girls are show and tell, like suck your dick for whatever. Pretty and cool. I think a girl came up and flat out sort of offered that on the dance floor. Hey, how you doing? You want me to blow you or not? Yeah, you want to get sucked off? Yeah, what up? I'll take your fucking rope if you want it. <laughs> yeah, if you want, I'll come over and suck you off. Yeah, give me a give me a bend. bend it's all about the Benjamins, baby. I'll fucking pop in my mouth. Yeah, and put them on the glass. Oh, um, dude, that's so fucking great that you so, can just walk in like it's a convenience store. Yeah, and she took me to a back room, and uh, I gave a hundred dollars, and she put it into a machine, like what? a you know, like, like a, a parking like a, validator. Yes, and it went away, and then uh, she was just talking and telling me to pull my dick out, which I was humiliated to do. Standing, little pud, it's just bad. You're, you're standing. Where was it? Can I ask um, ambiance yeah. questions? Was None. it a, was it a comfortable room? No, it was like a okay. massage table. But she was sitting on the massage table, and I was just standing there with my dork in my hand. See, and that's she, these are the parts of the stories I need to hear because I sure. need to know how. Like when when DJ Lou when DJ Lou was in Amsterdam with the lady of the night, uh-huh. and he said that there was like wax paper on her fucking bed, doctor you know? paper, like a doctor's dude. office, yeah, yeah, doctor's office paper. She had sandwich paper, and it's like you think about that. That touching my butt. I think greatly affects my boner density. Oh, without a doubt. It's definitely not going to get to its thickest. Yeah, and so like you in a room with this lady going like, pull it out. Yeah, she's it's like, a jacket. 
That's yeah, good. Now yeah, wrap baby. It up. You like that? And she like and she was like, show me your pussy and whatever. Here's the thing. If what she did cost what it cost, like I'd get it to some degree. Do you know what I mean? Like I could jerk off while she takes me to a private room and like plays with herself or shows her pussy or whatever. Like I get it, I guess. But it was told she's sucking your dick, so I'm jerking off and it's hot what she's doing. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. I'm trying not to come because I'm like, hey, I thought and she was like, Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just keep going. And she would do shit to herself. And then at one point I was like, Are you gonna not do it? <laughs> and she was like and she points, she goes, Well, you only got so much time and she points to a thing. That machine she put the money in was counting down like ten minutes. Dude, that is awesome. That was awesome. it was a timer? Awesome. Was it big? It's brilliant. That's it. It's brilliant. It should be like they should have the big numbers, like um, like the way center scoreboards used to be. Absolutely, before they were yeah. all big just reds. Like digital screens. Big red, yeah, dude. You should have a big. Because but it was that, it was it was red. It was same. It was red, and it was those kind of numbers. But it was very small, right down, like kind of below the the bed thing almost. So I go shit. So then I'm feverishly masturbating. Yeah, and then uh, she goes, "I'm going to suck that shit right when you're going to come," which is. She's not sucking it when I'm not coming. She certainly is going to suck it when I do come. But I went, so I was like, all right, now, now, it's happening now, <laughs> now, now, everywhere, now, now. And she just stood, she, and she just, she got on all fours and looked at my dick while I came. And, and, then, when, and then when I, and then I was like, oh man, I was like, what? I go, I thought, am I crazy? This whole thing was for you to suck my dick. And she goes, that's something we just tell you so you come quick. And I'm like, wow. Well, and then, and then I was, I was like, doesn't that seem like kind of like false error? And she goes, "You gonna go tell?" <laughs> and I'm like, and I, and "I'm like, yeah." I'm like, and I'm like, "Yeah." What are you gonna do? You can't go back and say, "Hey, I paid hundred dollars to get my dick sucked," and all I did was jerk Hi. off. Like, get the fuck better, out of here, you piece of shit. <laughs> better Business Bureau, Dan Soder. I would like to report show and tell for false advertising. I felt robbed. I went. I felt robbed a little when, bit, but at the, at the end of the day, actually, I'm actually happy I didn't pay a girl to suck my dick. <laughs> like that that yeah, time. And also that time, and it says you get older. You're like, I'm sh- I'm happy that time. I didn't let a girl suck my dick for money it's good you didn't know about the timer till the end yeah me lewis and and speaking of justin silver went to a a b squad afternoon strip club in montreal together once we were doing comedy works up there and and we went to a daytime strip club it was everything you're expecting but it is where we learned that little wayne song that i loved what's that money all my mom money money all my mom Money is all off the number one hit. It's the number one hit at daytime Montreal strip club. You know what caught us? Super hot. Killing it. Super hot chick was dancing. Black chick dancing. And it was she was dancing and moving so good to that song. And I remember all I remember is the line Yo, Mr. Toilet Paper, I'm the no, dear Mr. Toilet, I'm the shit. <laughs> and I was like, that's a, that's a weird line. All right. But uh I love that song from that girl dancing that afternoon thing. But I think Lewis got taken for 60 bucks. Uh, ultimately, it was a bad experience, <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Lewis went back there and had the, you know, Lewis is a confident guy. Lewis went in there and All right, thought so that she... All right, so we'll probably bang it out. And she was like, no, it's not how we use this here. No, not that. Not that. He, he went back there and he paid for a dance and then... She just kept dancing, and Lou was like, I guess these two songs are because she's super into me. And then she was like, all right, so you owe me this much money for those last two dances. He's like, what? And he had to come oh, out and no. be like, guys, I'm out of cash. Like, you know, like, we, I barely had cash. You know what I mean? Like, we, got, we were definitely doped in there for sure. Gampers. Up next, Dan and Jay talk family politics, race relations, 
and ask me about being the only black person at a white event. Believe me, it's something that I know plenty about. I think my family is super duper like liberal. I don't think they give a shit about anything like that at all. Although I black Lou or uh, DJ Lou, rather, I'm sorry, you will say that uh, it was. They told me that it, it wouldn't do well, but I was like, if they asked me to get on a microphone at all, I was gonna say I'm happy to see you. Just a like, hacky, like happy to see you guys invited all of your black friend. <laughs> there was like right, one right. <laughs> And, and I, I, I offered to steal the DJ's microphone and give it to you. <laughs> yeah. And then we just decided not to do that at all. How but, did they um, not have you speak at, at the wedding when you're the... A-OK. A-OK with that. I know. I know. But I just find it weird. It's like you're having a family touch football game and you're an NFL All-Pro. And they're like, so you're good, right? You just want to hang out? And you got like a, you're just like a hot dog on the side. You're like, I'm having fun at this barbecue. But it's like, put, you put you on the mic. No, I didn't want but to talk on the mic at all. He missed all the toasts, so may, he may have been asked to speak if he had been inside. Uh, 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 by the way, part of the reason... Outside smoking. <laughs> part of the reason we skipped. But, uh, no, I I would actually bet... I bet at that wedding, there was 30 to 40 people who might have some interesting ideas about black people. <laughs> I'd say there was a good yeah. chance of that. Um, some some real interesting ideas, but I'm not, honestly, like it's not any. Uh, and I'm not taking a shit on my uh, sister's uh, brother's family or my sister's uh, husband's family at all. But yeah, her uh, in laws, yeah. But I mean, but you know, that is where the neck tattoos were. So let's just say something tells me that's coming along with maybe my, a couple a couple of ethnic ideas. But but that said, uh, I'm making pure speculation. No, my mom's like such a fucking liberal doof. <laughs> there was uh my cousin got married to a guy from the mountains uh that she since divorced and there were a lot there were enough um get her duns yelled out at her wedding that I, I didn't wanna you didn't really look too far into his yeah, yeah, politics. Yeah. My mom, like if I made like uh like racial jokes like even younger, she was like always the like no you know, she was like so None of that. In, uh... My mom was always fine against the Polish. It was always the Polish that my mom felt, you know, they're they're lesser. So, it, it, no, it, but <laughs> did your mom have? Did your mom or anything have anything like that at all? Not at all. Not at all. My mom was my mom's liberal. My mom's very liberal. My dad Especially, would like. Talk... I mean, she's got to be with all those men. Hello, how are we doing? Is this thing on? All right. Uh, my know, dad would not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would talk shit, but he would never like. There's nothing. My dad. Gary got into Rush Limbaugh right before he died, so I don't know how that would have played out. Oh, maybe he went. Yeah, for sure. I don't yeah. know if I'd be one of those. Get my if my dad would just be some fucking grizzled Lake County piece of tanned leather, like, yeah, my liberal cuck son living in New York City among all the libtards. <laughs> if somebody was dating uh, a black guy, my dad would have a problem with it, but he would definitely always say like. So and so is dating a black guy now. <laughs> oh, so he would lead with it? <laughs> it's it would be like Oh that's kinda weird. Be, I'm not gonna lie, that's weird. It would be acknowledged, I think, but I don't think in any negative way. It's just like it would be pointed out that it was noticed. <laughs> yeah, but I think the mere uh bringing it up as a thing connotates a negativity where you're like, This guy. Maybe. Oh oh maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean like uh, I don't want to speculate on that. But Black Lou when you go uh, to your white wife's like family stuff, when it gets like a little like deeper into the family, do you ever see? Do you ever feel like the like a lady with pearls going like, "Look at them dancing! They can't stop moving." Those people, just like some kind of like. <laughs> it's happened before. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you could feel it. 
You can feel it. They're like, um, I mean. But isn't there something I adorable? I understand. About- there's, I understand. There's seasoning, but this is just overdoing it. But Dan, don't you think in Black Lou, if you could answer this, don't you think there's something adorable about? And I can only say if you if you find it harmless in the situation. I mean, a harmless uh, racism in the sense of like that. It's just there is from a time and a place where they just didn't really see a lot of black people. Never had a problem necessarily with them, but it's just like a thing. Everyone's different. It's very different to them. So isn't it adorable watching somebody try to be like cool with it? Like they don't even. They're not knocked. They went from being almost unaware of it to now just being and forcing themselves to be cool with it and that's sort of adorable they're all you know what i mean it's, like it's it's cute to see because they're trying they're trying they mean well they're trying yeah. dude when i told my grandma that she when she did that thing where she goes i could tell by that woman's laugh she's oriental i go <laughs> you, you cannot say that and she goes what what am i supposed to say and i go a you could say asian you could say asian american and she's like oh Dan, Oriental's fine. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you're from a completely different time. Dude, the last time my grandma and I drove across the Bay Bridge, she was like, I, she like pointed to this hill and she goes, your father and I watched them turn back the bridge lights on after Japan surrendered. And you're like, what's up? (laughs) What's up, you old ass bitch? Did you just fucking quote a World War II memory? (laughs) She was like, Oh wow! Like that's fucking crazy. But you our, don't think about like that. Our our, our wacky uh, our wacky lesbian neighbor, Rambo. Wacky lesbian neighbor. So, you see her dance. She wears the headband all the time. I love her. She says, and this is a dead. By the way, not a lesbian. Mother, but she's always been in her bed. <laughs> but she, uh, you know, we'll go out there and talk pussy with her once in a while because she's hilarious <laughs> and she's like in her seventies, I think. Or she's like, what's up, squirts? You guys get any? She's in her late sixties, early seventies, but she just funny. She goes, "You know all the girls I've been with, I never been with an Oriental." She says it a lot. I never been with an Oriental, and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, we slipped on my fingers." I'm like, "I think that's probably the reason why." <laughs> you know, you're my first Oriental. She goes, "You know what they don't like is when I ask them how they taste. <laughs> they don't like when you ask them that." I'd have to be so much louder to do an impression of her, but I think I could do it if I got it right. But um. I'll work on it. It's a Val next door impression. Um, Dude, yeah, I want she her says to Orient- the she says Oriental. She says Oriental all the time uh, in referring to the people, which is hilarious. But Black Lou, um, even in your thing where I said they're all trying, it's because the fact they're trying, you also know that if like you were at like some sort of an outside backyard party at a house and someone goes, Where's my purse? You still feel like 15 uh, sets of eyes look at you a little bit. You're like, come on now. You saw me. I was over there teaching you old bitches badminton. <laughs> Especially the younger ones who have a sense of humor. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll oh, yeah. play around with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not, that's like that's more like. Yeah, but then there's what? an old confused person that takes it seriously where they go, are you? Are you serious? Did Lewis really steal that? <laughs> not just that, but how about the person, the ham at a party? The ham who's going to go ahead and like, and he makes every single black joke nonstop all night. Oh. And after a while, you're like, we got it, man. We got it. Not that they're yeah. even offensive things he's saying. You're just going like, yes, I'm the black guy here. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, two or three are fine, but uh, we get it. Have you ever had to say anything, Lou? Have you ever, is there, have you ever had to talk yeah, with somebody? Yeah, I recently been like, had to say something to a few friends because I'm a lot of white people's only black friend. So Got jokingly, it. all the time when I show up to parties, they like to say, "Oh, 
Hydro Wallace, black guys here. You know what's going on? Oh, and I'm like, if you say that fucking say say black woo, that's fine. But stop yeah. telling white people to hide their shit when I come. That's it's never yeah. good. Black Lou, that's you, such a spatula us... and spatula and hand joke while you're barbecuing. You go, whoa, <laughs> here he is, Andrew Wallets. How do you how do you like a medium, medium rare? All right, Black Lou, you got to make us your exclusive white friends. No yeah, more. dude, no no other whites. We're putting no down the rule right now, Black Lou. You, you seem to have, you seem to have drawn more of a frat boy type friend. Of We're your, your white four guys. whites. You don't need that. You need yeah. guys like us. You need guys like us who don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> you've been eat, you've been eating mayonnaise. You need Chipotle Ranch, buddy. That's what we're bringing. You. <laughs> we're your four spicy whites. Two ghetto flavors in one sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, bring it, dude. We're gonna teach you about Grave Digger. You're gonna learn about weird <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> teach you about truck rallies. Come with. Uh, I can show you a world. <laughs> Yo, you ever meet? You want to meet the guy who drove Truckosaurus Rex once? Yeah. Do you want to see how you roll two uh, butts of a cigarette into a new cigarette? <laughs> crackle, crackle. In the next clip, Jay explains his love-hate feelings on legendary TV host Jerry Springer. Now that we're live again, we're not recording in the middle of the day. The, the, the morning weird. really feels a lot looser. It's, the morning. What do you mean? And I treated myself today to a first time in a long time uh, episode. I DVR'd it so I would have no commercials. And I just well, I went and like get uh, my chai and everything. And then I came back to a full DVR episode of Jerry Springer. And man, nice. let me tell you, I'm not just going to get into old hacky Jerry Springer jokes here because they've all been done. The show, first of all, Jerry Springer deserves, like, if he gets to go through Heaven's Gates, if that's such a thing, he yeah. has to get met with, like, 50 punches to the chops on his way through the door because... He's got to go through a gauntlet? Yeah, he really... Talk about the exploitation of just, like, borderline, like... uh mentally troubled people it's uh and he just laughs at them to their face but well no he brings it he brings it up like an apathetic relative every time where he's like this is john he's thinks he's a girl he's having sex with another man who doesn't know he's a man and that man and that man is married to his sister it's always it's family and friends fucking family and friends what it always maury's always steve wilco steve wilco's is always pedophiles always pedophiles Springer is exclusively cheating and uh, cheating stuff and fights. And Mari Povich is exclusively uh, paternity and lie detector. That's it. And out of control teens. No, that's done. Those days are far long gone. Uh, Dr. Phil took over all those. Nope. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's like, that's my territory. Dr. Phil took over the teens. But Jerry Springer does one thing. And it makes it gives it makes my shoulders tense up. But it was making it also makes me laugh so hard. At the end of the show, Christine, see if you can find like a best of audience questions like Springer. Because at the but end of the we, show, weren't it, we watching this recently about when they were all talking shit? Whether maybe, they were trying to roast them? We were we were with it, a comedian and we were like watching it, like how they roast. Very possible. Roast the very possible. Because I said I haven't watched this though in a long time, but I. Maybe it's always my thing, but what just caught me was the end of the show. That thing where they just come back from commercial and a bunch of people who don't know these people in the audience just go, hey, uh, the fucking fat dough boy there in the middle, hey, uh, yeah. you suck cocks and your girlfriend's a pig. And like, and everyone just cheers. It's like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> God damn, dude. Who did we just talk about this with? And they can never hear they were... on stage. They never hear on stage. They're always like, what do they say? 
What'd they say? What? Uh, uh, no, that guy's fat. What'd they say? What are they? Oh, hey, to the slut over here, does your, does your mom know what a whore pig slut you are? All right. And you look fat and purple. And, they just, and everyone just cheers around. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's such mass bullying. It's great. Yeah, they just pick on everybody on the stage. I just want to know what like, it's like to have borderline bipolar uh, behavior without the medication properly. Like, what's but, that like? And everyone's like, oh, they're just mocking their mental illness. It's What's the it like only to have thi- bulimia and uh, heart disease and alcoholism? <laughs> oh. Oh. oh! What's it like to be born looking like a circus freak that has zero trust, that has all these trust issues and they're like, hey, fuck you, dude. Who are you? Um, <laughs> but that's almost the thing. These these hillbillies go up there. I don't feel bad for them during the whole show. They come out smiling and laughing while they fight. It's all fake and horse shit. But, man, what you sign up for, for them to get you on that show, this is the price you're paying. This is the price. Because I don't think you're really breaking up. I don't think any of these things are real. They're all fabricated stories. However, I think the price you're actually paying is that you're willing to sit there for 15 minutes while the audience just they, tortures you. They don't you. still – Jerry's still not doing new shows, right? Completely. Oh, I don't know in, currently in the quarantine, but uh, – Well, but yes, I'm but, saying post-quarantine, when the quarantine is lifted, when COVID restrictions are lifted – yeah. How have we not gone to a Jerry Springer show and all gotten a question on air? I don't know. I, I have no idea why I haven't done that or Mari Povich in my whole life. It bums me out every day. But you know how funny it would be for any Bonfire fans that are sitting at home watching Springer that one of us stands up and I'd be like, yeah, uh, right here, one for the bitch that looked like she crawled out of a swamp. Um, why, <laughs> yeah. uh, why do your hugs look like they smell like moss? Yeah, uh, probably the reason is uh, that you're... Your brother's best friend left you is because your pussy so stank. Hey, uh, and then I just, crackle, crackle. I just want to crowd surf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't owe Lou. They cheer. They love it. They love it. They go nuts for it. You go. Um, so I was just wondering to the gentleman down there, what's it like uh, having a cock for a nose? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suck like, my dick. Suck my like, dick. We'll never meet. I have a question for you. Is it legal in the state you uh, you live in to to have sex with this fat pig over here? Ah, just, yeah. um, Does she get is, jealous when you eat bacon in front of her? Hey, hey, what's up? What are we doing here? And what then, are we doing here? And I, I don't know if I said this last time also, but here's what catches me off. So that's the second to last segment, it turns out. And then yeah, here's then what the last Jerry segment says. You. Right, but that's what it says. So he comes after all that. It's like, you fat pig, Like I'm surprised uh, you're not... Like, always considered that you're in a gangbang with all the cocks you have just resting inside of you. Like, oh, and then, and then it comes back. And Jerry Springer's like, what is friendship? Yeah. Friendship is something it's defined so by Webster's as... So, I mean, it's just like, holy it's like shit, him you're still trying, trying to, to put some weird tack on the end of this? I think he believes in his head that's what makes him a decent person. Yeah, I think he tries to do a My Three Sons ending outside of a crack house. Like, that's what it is. Where like, <laughs> yeah. We just watched all that crazy shit, but sometimes loyalty can't be bought. Needs to be earned. Anyways, get out of here, kid. And you're like, I just watched a family break up. It's even more emotional than that. It's just like, why? Look, just because somebody's family doesn't mean that they have your best interest in heart. Family, you can choose. You can choose who you call your family. You can choose who you treat as your family. But you could also turn away from your family that's painful to you and walk away from them forever. Embracing the love of your new family. Take Excuse care me. of yourselves and each other. Excuse me, Jerry. Is that, yes, is that what yes. you took away from those the bisexual biker girls <laughs> that were banging the same guy? Is that, is yes, that the lesson it, that it, you took? Strangely enough, it is. Actually, you know what makes him, else makes him unlikable? Is he does a lot of like 
the girl's like, well, because this is my third boyfriend that you have fucked when I go to work, and I'm going to beat your ass. And Jerry Springer goes, well, if you don't mind, let me let me just get out of the way first. And everyone kind of goes, ah, Jerry, Jerry, because he's just like, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. He's just like a, such a, a pencil neck dweeb, dude. He's so unlikable, Jerry Springer. Uh, but it's funny how he riles up the people oh. on his stage in front of the crowd. That's the way I used to uh, get my mom mad in front of my friends. You know? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you having another cocktail? What is it? Fifth tonight? All right. I'm going to go to Jason's. And my mom would be like, fuck yeah. And all my friends would be like, wow. I know. It's crazy. I Just do a walk off Homer. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, cool. That's probably why uh, dad uh, did want to tell you the truth. All right. I'm gone. Oh, man. Yeah, he goes, oh, sorry, I'm going to get out of here before your party starts with uh, Johnny Walker and your girlfriend, Jim and Beam, and you drink alone. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. with nobody No else. wonder Linda took your man. Ooh, ooh. 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 <laughs> She's like, I'll fucking kill ooh. you. I'll kill you. Like, yeah. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. You couldn't keep Nick around. Oh, she goes, damn, why are you being so mean? Damn, I'm looking at my friends getting them to chant Jerry. Yeah. Danny, 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 Danny. Hey, Black Blue again. Best of the week is almost over, but we have one more amazing clip for you. Comedian Ed Larson joined the show and discussed a little bit about his new documentary, How America Killed My Mom. Right before 9-11, my mom was living in Delray. She, you know, we were broke as hell. And so the internet that she had to use was the library's internet. And she used oh. to always come home and she's like, there's these guys in there. They're using the internet. I don't trust them. And then it yeah. turns out like, you know, fast forward after 9-11, she's like, it was them. I know it was them because the training school was like down the street, like where Dude, they were learning how to fly. And so she so truthfully believes that she shared their computer lab with them. And she should have Dude. acted and she should have acted quicker. Yeah, who would have thought your mom's who's, <laughs> who would have thought your mom's casual racism towards Middle Easterners could have stopped nine eleven? <laughs> she goes, I just don't trust them there in the library. And they go, Should we do something? And she goes, No, nah, let it go. And then she's like, Suck up my bitch. Eddie, they're looking up a bunch of wacky websites about all kinds of stuff. Jet fuel burning burning temperatures. One of them asked about landing, and he said, we don't need to learn how to land, and they all laughed. (laughs) (laughs) They laughed. Oh, how they laughed, Eddie. That's actually a real thing, dude. Uh, I think like nine of the thirteen or what it was were at went to a flight school in Tucson, (laughs) and they're like Delray. It was in Delray. Oh yeah, is that where in Arizona? It was right down. It was right where my mom was living. I'm telling you. So I, for some reason, I thought you were talking about Florida. I didn't realize you were talking about Arizona. No, Delray, Florida. Oh, but I'm saying there was a flight school in Tucson, Arizona, that they... A couple of them went to and literally told the instructor, like, yeah, we just care about taking off. And I like that the terrorists like, knew the right. white trash areas where they wouldn't be looked at funny for taking just take-off lessons. Yeah. <laughs> they go, hell, man, I don't want the government down my neck wondering why, when I'm going to land. <laughs> why would I tell some damn instructor? That one boy with the one eyebrow came over and asked me, uh, how do I sling this thing like a dart? And I said, I'll show you. He gave me a suitcase of cashola. <laughs> funny hats, the guys. Yeah. Hats. They had funny hats. They smelled weird, but son of a bitch is paid in green. So I'm okay with it. They sell like cold cuts, but I'll tell you, once you're up there, the air's thin anyway. Yeah. 
That's crazy. So uh, the documentary is about your mom obviously dying. It would be funny if you were like, no, my mom's still alive. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it killed her emotionally. No. Um, yeah. In uh, 2016, my mom passed away from diabetes in her sleep. And Trump. Was, fucking Trump. Right. Honestly, uh, there is a direct correlation. Even though Obama was in office, uh, through the diabetes, my mom eventually started to get a bad brain and developed a gambling a gambling problem and she used to always go to trump taj mahal and trump taj mahal fucked her over hard man it was ridiculous i got the last footage in there before they shut the place down i wore a hidden camera and i was trying to like pay off my mom's debts you know to the to the casino and they Uh, wouldn't let me it was how much did your mom owe the casino when it was all said and done i mean it, you couldn't. I couldn't even tell you to be honest with you because it was like multiple, like three hundred or five hundred dollar checks. Because she would go in there with no money, and she'd go write a bad check to the uh, oh, cashier. Oh shit! And then every time the cashier would go cash, because you know she's got bad gambling brain, so yeah. she's like, "Oh, I'll just win it at the tables and it'll be fine," you know? Yeah. And so she writes like a three hundred dollar check and. She goes, lose the money. She's like, oh, fuck. So she goes back and writes like a $500 check, loses the money, and the shit like that. What was her game? What table game she play? Blackjack and roulette. Wow. Damn. Damn. Was it like she would do the blackjack and then just finish it off with some roulette? Like, let's just toss it to the wind? I was not... Uh, with her most of the time. Okay, was, uh, yeah. I was, I was kind of against the gambling. Here you go. You go, I don't know, Mom. You've already written four bad checks. I don't think I invited him. He's such a, he, I invited a fruit. He doesn't want to come. <laughs> yeah. doesn't, Sorry, want to doesn't want to feel alive, I guess. Apparently, apparently, he doesn't have any nuts just like his father. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, no, you're gambling. I don't, what are you Eddie, come about? play the ponies with me. Yeah, the dogs are barking. Come on, Eddie. I grew up the, the track. Did you really? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Pompano Harness in South Florida. My grandfather, <laughs> uh, also uh, Jeff Ross's grandfather, uh, he, uh, he owned 10 racehorses, and wow. only one of them won one race. Damn. But I grew up at the track at like 10 years old. I'm placing bets. I'm hanging out with the jockeys and shit. You how know, did Jeff have trifectas and fucking superfectas and all that and, shit? Is, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I know. I still know how to read a racing manual, but I, I, I you know, it's all. I have a question. How come uh, Jeff grew up rich and wealthy, and you grew up uh, with your mom going to terrorist internet cafes? Because <laughs> my dad was a fucking asshole. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's always the case, isn't it, Edward? That's always the case. It's never... I didn't know Jeff until I moved to New York City. And yeah. I like hit him up on MySpace. I'm like, I want to do comedy. Can I know you? And like, and then uh, you know, then we knew each other. Hell yeah! That's that awesome. wasn't until like 2007, 2008. Yeah, I actually met Jeff, even though we're first cousins. But my That's dad, crazy. Jeff, yeah, when Jeff's father died, uh, my dad just did some bad shit and uh, kind of estranged us from that whole side of the family. And Killer. I didn't know until I moved up to New York. Killer as yeah, dude. When you get to answer for your dad's shitty behavior, pretty fun. Yeah, (laughs) but now you know it's all water under the bridge at this point. You know, since I moved to New York, I became friends with that side of the family, and it's yeah. I got like thirty more family members that I got to deal with now. Yeah, that's great. It's also great when they realize that you're not your dad, so they're like, "Nah, he's a good kid. Ed's a good kid." (laughs) 
Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's the worst. When you get when people are like, they already have a thing about your dad in their head. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. It's not his fault. God damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple dudes I'd like to contact in like Oakland and the Bay Area that are probably like, well, your dad owed me around 2000 That's 88 money. <laughs> <laughs> probably, uh, we probably make everything cool for about 12 k I'll walk away from it. <laughs> Oh, you think your dad's got some weird debts on something? Yes, 100%. I'm waiting for a guy named Guy to call me and be like, hey, your dad owes me about nine grand for a thing. And I go, okay, whatever. Yeah, come on, guy. You don't have to settle those debts, Dan. You don't take that shit. Thank you, Ed. Thank you very much. But So when your mom passes away of diabetes in 2016, you kind of feel like uh, you know it was the health care system that just kind of let her rot? You know, I feel like it was everybody, man. You know, America doesn't stand for the government. It stands for everyone who lives here. Yeah. It seems to me like you get rewarded for the more people you fuck over. You know, it's like, it's like you almost get a bonus. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. if I sign this guy up for enough credit cards, you know, like when come Christmas time, I'm getting a bonus. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of shit. And my mom was, you know, I hate to use this word, but she wasn't smart enough to realize she was getting screwed. And yeah. she would sign up for everything. And then, you know, this, you know, it happens to a lot of people. And so she just got more and more in debt with everything that happened until it became too late. You know, like she was a type one diabetic and the average cost for being a diabetic, uh, Jay, you're going to need to know this. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it's it's $16,000 a year to be a diabetic in America right now and on average. And my mom was making $32,000. And so those numbers like don't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. having having that kind of cost on a thing like that when you're charging people that much money for a thing they can't even kind of afford puts them in a really shitty situation. And, uh, yeah, dude, people, the thing that the most I think people are getting fucked right now is when you watch old people getting into gold. Like my oh, friend's yeah. dad, and there's like a, caught, into, a lot of, caught into for, former currencies. <laughs> yeah, dude, like old people are buying gold, and they're like getting a call. My grandma gets calls all the time, and they're like, "Hey, give me fifty dollars, and I'll give you ten thousand. And she's like, "I'll rip your cock off." And you're like, "Damn, man, get him!" <laughs> get when him, Nana. I got the life insurance money from my mom, uh, my best friend's dad from back home is like, "Get a bunch of silver coins." Put him in a lockbox and put him under your bed. And he's like, and he's like, he's like an old Jew who keeps like a gun on his hip, you know, running around Boca Raton. He's one yeah. of those guys. <laughs> he goes, an investment is always an investment until you're counting the cash in your hands. Here's a Saturday night special. Keep this in your shoe. Literally living like a banker in the old west. Hey, this is Big J Okerson, and I hope you enjoyed this week's Best of the Bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on social media, at the Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. 
you don't take yada yada in life, don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.